Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers and swears. doing here well, in the warmth we're in the warmth while we're recording a podcast yeah what's it about uh the magicians and magicians related things what's it called uh fillory and father who are you i'm uh, evelyn rogers who are you i'm the father scott rogers wow that's crazy and that's the dog that's the dog barking in the background um but yeah hey guys sorry we weren't here last week, someone went to Disneyland. And it was awesome. Uh-huh. Well, we didn't have an episode. But we're back. And we are back with Season 4, Episode 3 of The Magician's The Bad News Bear. Directed by Ellie Smolkin, which I don't think is their real name. It is his real name. Ellie? Yeah, he's the um, he's the cinematographer. Ellie Smolkin? Yeah, that's his name. He's dating Olivia Taylor Dudley. What ethnicity is Smolkin? I don't know. Smoking hot. <laughs> no, that's Olivia. No, okay. That's true. They can both be hot, though. Although she didn't look very smoking hot this episode. She was very bedraggled and sad looking, and that's okay. Maybe that's when they fell in love because Ellie uh, thought that Olivia was approachable. Because she was scraping paint off the walls and looking and disheveled. And yeah. Looking disheveled. Yeah, not her usual radiant self. Well, I that's too, when too, you, inti- too intimidating. You mean that's yeah. That's why that's when you I make agree. Your, I agree. That's when you make your move when I've, you see. I've been in the presence the, of Olivia Taylor Dudley. The and beautiful, it's intimidating. The the beautiful person. You wait for them to be kind of schleppy, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, they're a real person just like me. Oh my god! Now I can ask them out. Uh huh. Is that was that your mom tactic? No, your mom. I didn't even see. So that well, worked even go. better. <laughs> Because she didn't see me, and then by the time she showed up, I'm like, aha, the trap is sprung, and then uh-huh. the net went, whoosh, and she got pulled up into it, and I made her mine. Okay. Like Ewoks. I don't think she'd appreciate that comparison. She would. But speaking of Ewoks and traps. And bears. And bears. Uh, this episode starts with Marina leaving her apartment and Margot running into her. I like to believe that they are ex-girlfriends. Marina and Margo? I think it would be very funny if that were the case. Um, But Marina, um, she's like, oh, are you going to go up there? I wouldn't if I were you. You know, there's some kind of spooky monster in there, and he tripped all my wards and got right through all of them. So I don't want to, like, just, I just don't want to fucking deal with it. Um, So, you know, do you want to, like, go get some coffee or something? And Margo says, you know, no, I do not. Um, I want to go help my friends. How can I help them? And Marina says, well, okay. She says, I've got this golden chair that's, like, stuffed full of ambrosia, and all you gotta do is ring this little bell. It'll, like, spurt in the monster's face, and it'll knock him out, because ambrosia, it's all distilled and stuff. I pulled in a couple favors, because apparently alternate me died via God. I thought ambrosia was, like, God-bred. It uh, it it's different for every, I think, fantasy show. No, they just, everything in this show has to be drugs. Uh Uh-huh. It's 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 a powdered roofie juice. Why are you looking at me like that? Because every time I say something and it's a good observation, you just go, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like you're agreeing. <laughs> I'm Sounds sorry. like you're just humoring me. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> um but Margot runs in and she sees Elliot's body and she's like, oh my God, Elliot. You mean Jennifer. It's Jennifer. But it's Elliot's body. Um, and, and now it's so Elliot. So we have this. Now you're on first name basis with Now it. we have this like match cut of the monster like going like, who am I going to kill first? Oh, well, I'll kill Penny 23 before Katie because she cares about him. And then he looks at Q and he's like, oh, you care about everyone here. I'll kill you last. Um, so and they have so, to kill the person that, that nobody cares about, and that is? Josh. Oh. Start with Josh. Poor Josh. And Josh immediately starts vomiting blood. Yes, it's pretty horrible. <laughs> it's awful. Um, and Margo looks like she's about to maybe go for the bell and ring it to drug nah, Margo's not going for that bell. I know, but Margo she... is not even interested. If Margo was smart, 
Margot would have grabbed the bell on the way in. Uh-huh. Right? But she doesn't. And instead, she offers up Bacchus. She knows where he is because he's masquerading as Ember in Fillory. And she says, you know, you're hunting gods. Well, I know of a god. Um, so I can do this for you and just leave all my friends alone and keep them alive. And Elliot says, okay. And he gets out of the chair and the whole time we're going, no, ring the bell. Well, it's the monster. It's not Elliot. Whatever. Should have rung the bell. It's Jennifer. Missed um, out. Yeah. Should have rung the bell. Also, stupid trap. That's a, that's a lot of setup to get somebody trapped, right? You got to get him over to the special chair, have him sing it, sit in it, and then ring the bell. That's bullshit trap. That's too hard. That's too much. If it was like snap your fingers, like they get in the chair and you snap your fingers, Mm -hmm. right? Or tap your foot or Mm -hmm. whistle a little merry tune. A little tune. Yeah, then that's a good trap, right? Because then you Uh at least have like... Uh, Merrily we roll along. Well, you have one component that is hard to manage, but you have another component that is easy. You want springing the trap to be easy. You don't want it to be hard. Now, getting somebody into the trap might be tricky. Right? That's like luring the rabbit in with the, you know, the lettuce under the shoebox, that kind of thing, right? Yep. So, again, magicians people make better traps. Well, they, it clearly didn't work. Well, no, because that's like classic writing, which is, I've set up this elaborate thing, and it's going to happen, and then it goes, and then it doesn't happen. That's like screenwriting 101. Yeah. But um, instead, Margo decides to give a Bacchus, and the monster says, "Fine, great. We can both. We can all go to Fillory. You and Josh and me, because Josh is besties with um, the monster." And then we see uh, Dean Fogg and Julia. Julia is back to normal, and so is Dean Fogg. They both got, you know, Dean Fogg got changed into Marina's dad, but then immediately got changed back. Um, and Julia is immediately like, "Where is everyone? What did you do with them?" You know, and Dean Fogg says, you know, I don't know where they are, but now the McAllisters are going to go after you guys. And, you know, I had to make a deal in order to make this happen. And Julia says, you know, yeah, you made this deal, but now you've, like, put us in more danger. And you're really, really, you know, really into making decisions and really into making compromises and these big choices without consulting with anyone else. Um, and Dean Fogg's like, you know, I did what I had to do. And she's like, yeah, but you, like, betrayed us, and it it sucks. And he's like, listen, I saved your lives. And she went, okay, I guess. But, um, yeah, and then we see Alice. She's in jail, and she is scraping paint off of the walls, the magic-repelling paint. Um, and she gets, she collects some and puts it in a little jar. And then we see Dean Fogg. He's come to say hello to Alice. And he says, you know, um, uh, all the books um, on everyone in the world are being filled up with uh, notes again because the great blank spot is over with. Um, and you know, if your friends were to get their memories back, then um, I think the library would know, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know, everyone's back to normal. So, you know, Santa says, Hey, you know, how much time will it take for us to escape? Um, because now that they know that all their buddies are back to normal, Alice has to find a way out of there in order to save her friends and stop the monster. And then Santa puts a finger on his nose, and up the chimney he goes. Well, you know, there's a little bit more to that. Um, we see uh, Margot and Jennifer and Josh, they go to Fillory. Um, where in which, you know, Josh is going to take some of that ambrosia that Margot, she offers the ambrosia to, um, Jennifer. She says, you know, we can use this to drug Bacchus and we'll, we'll get him. And so Josh is the, is the volunteer tomato in this sense where he has to go and drug his buddy in Did order to... Did you just call to... him a volunteer tomato? Yeah. What does that mean? He's a volunteer tomato. He's the one that always lives. It's the thing that Jane calls Quentin. What? When does Jane call Quentin a tomato? She does it um, in season three. She Well, actually season two. I don't remember. I've sat through all these seasons season with one. you. And I don't remember anyone calling seasons. anyone a tomato. She calls him a tomato, What I does swear. that mean, though? I swear she calls him a tomato. What is that in reference to? It's like, you know, he's like the one tomato that always survives. What do you mean the one tomato that... What does that mean, the I, tomato? I don't know. It's a Britishism. Like, what's the metaphor? It's like, a Britishism. It's a Britishism. Let her live. She's no, British. No, first of all, that'd be a tomato. 
Secondly, what... Yeah, she said volunteer tomato. I just didn't say it with an accent. But what does that mean, volunteer tomato? I don't know. It means, like, you're the one that's always there. Like, the volunteer, like... There's one tomato in the salad and somebody eats no, that? No, like or... there's one tomato in the garden that keeps, like, growing. That's the volunteer tomato? I guess. How is it? But a volunteer, you only volunteer once for something. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Well, don't go using terms you don't know the use Well, for. I was just quoting from the show. When I don't even remember them saying tomato. Okay, 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 okay. Well, you can live with the tomato, okay? It's tomato. Oh, my God. Um... But, you know, Margot says, you know, you gotta step up and be a good friend and kill your friend. And, you know, um, then we see Marina. Um, I mean, admittedly, Margot is right. Yeah. Margot, you know. even though Margot is a bad good friend or yeah. a good bad friend, Margot is a better bad good friend than Bacchus, who is a bad good friend. Yeah, sure. Right? So if you're gonna kill somebody. You should kill the worse good friend than the bad good friend. Like, for example, I have some friends that are kind of, like, not great, right? And I have a priority in who, you know, would go first, but... Well, <laughs> no, that's awful. Is that awful? Yeah. Is it, You don't have a list in your head of no. which people you would kill first? No! Why not? What's wrong with you? No! Not at all. Oh my god. How would you survive in the magician's universe if you didn't prioritize? I would not sacrifice my friends. If you didn't prioritize who gets killed last. No, I would not do that. Quentin would die last. I would uh uh No, in your world Elliot would die last. No, Quentin would die last. Yeah, Quentin. You like Quentin more than Elliot? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. How about Brian and the monster? The, the monster the monster would die immediately. What about... F in the chat for Jennifer, but that's just the way it is. Okay. Yeah. I would not kill Bry Guy. He's so sweet. He's just a little English professor. I would not do that to him. He's just a little guy. He's just a little man. He's not a little man. He's, he's the same size as... He's just a little how guy. How is Grayson He's just a little how guy. How tall is he? Um, I think he's like he's like 5'6 or something. Jason Ralph is 5'6? Yeah. I could totally kick his ass. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> well, then how no. tall is Hale Appleman? He's 6'4". Oh, man. That guy's a giant. I can't. <laughs> he can kick your ass. Well, he's gangly, so he could wrap me up in his limbs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how tall is Sergio? Uh, I don't know how tall Sergio is. Maybe is you should ask him. Is he taller than Jason Ralph? I don't know. If he ever comes back on the show, I'll ask him how tall he is. Uh-huh. That's something we have to, we should catalog. How, how tall? tall everybody is. Well, because in Hollywood, everybody looks taller than they are. Yeah. Right? The camera adds like three inches. Yeah. So, uh, for example, you would look monstrous on camera. I would be... <laughs> I don't even with you. What? Ugh. You would look tall. Yeah. I. If you say it adds three inches, I would be 5'6". I would be Jason Ralph's height. On Yeah, Jason Ralph looks like normal height. Uh, uh, How tall would I look on camera? So tiny. No, that's not you'd true. You'd be so small. You'd, you'd fit me into my hand. You'd fit into my hand. You'd fit into my Both of us have been on camera at the same and time. And I'd smush you. Which one of us looked bigger? I was 15 at the time. Yeah. Of course I was small. But you really haven't grown much since okay, then. Okay, okay. Rude. <laughs> Rude. You know I'm sensitive about my height. Are you? Yes. Well, then why did you cut your hair? Oh, my God. Because I wanted to cut my hair. Why don't you get like a grow like a flock of seagulls hairdo? I'm not going to grow, grow up a and flock grow a of Or a mohawk. I'm not going to grow If you're sensitive about your height, you need hairdo. all the advantage you can have. I'm growing out my hair. I'm not going to do flock of seagulls, though. Oh, okay. What about Billy Idol? No. Bleach um, your hair all white? No. Look like the guy from Lost Boys? No. No? No. Okay. Not gonna do that. Are you gonna grow out your hair? I wish. You should grow out your hair so you look like a wizard. Even if I like... You should grow it all the way out and grow your beard out too so you look like a wise and old wizard. I'm too fat to look like a wise no, and old wizard. No, no, anyone can be a wizard. All no, you have to do is just, have a long look like beard a, I just and a beautiful like, flowing I'd either look like and a, one of those fun little hats. No, and then I'd, you would totally look like a wizard. What I would do you, look like do a, it. You have to do it now. I would look you like, have to do no, it. No, I don't. I would look like a grimy biker, not a wizard. No, you would look like a dwarf. I don't want to look like a dwarf. But dwarves are awesome. 
Dwarves are awesome, dude. They're, they're the best. No, they're not. That is a stereotype. How dare they're you? They're all drunks. No, they're not. Dwarves are steadfast and loyal and long in trust and friendship and enmity. And Full this, of alcohol. No, that is a stereotype. Not a stereotype. That is so rude to every dwarf. They love every gold fan, every and fantasy they're drunk. Dwarf. No, they love stone and jewels. And it's just that their love of craft alcohol. was twisted by Sauron. <laughs> That's just Lord of the Ring dwarves. Yeah. I'm talking all dwarves. All dwarves? Yeah. All fantasy dwarves? Yeah, they're always No, drunk. no. Yes. They're awesome. They're awesome Warcraft, looking and their beards are awesome. Drunk. No. No. Uh, Hearthstone? Drunk. No. Uh, no. Some other game that I has dwarves in it? I can't think of any other ones. Warcraft? No. Junk. No. Dwarves are awesome. Yeah, those are the only, you heard I only it, know you Blizzard heard it, games. You heard it here first. Dwarves are great. You should love being a dwarf. You heard it here first. You love fantasy dwarves. People Best are already in, in love with dwarves. Dwarves are awesome. There's no. How come there's no dwarves on this show? There's no, no dwarves there's elves, on this show? elves, but no dwarves. <sighs> because they're speciesist. But, I mean, presumably dwarves exist in the Fillory, right? Presume oh, They do, in fact, exist in Fillory. There are dwarves uh, that live inside Fillory, and they are the ones that helped build Whitespire. And in the third book, they are, you know... In the battle, the last battle. They are in the last battle, but they also are the ones that are keeping the world ticking. You know? We actually do... Well, that's spoilers. I cannot say. In the book? No, in the we show. Read all the in books. the show. I cannot say. The show. Fifth season? Spo- is there a dwarf? There's not a dwarf. You don't see him. But, I mean, okay, I guess there's a dwarf place, and it, there's there's no dwarves there, but there were dwarves there. So it's like Mines of Moria. It's, it's, like, it's like Mines of Moria. It's like, um, so just it's like Skyrim, you know, when you go it's in like there, Skyrim. and you go through the dwarf hold, and you're like, wow, there's so many things here, and there's like robots. Robotic, spy- robotic spiders and it's so why are, cool. Why are there? Why is Dwarf always steampunk? Why? Because it's cool, dude. Why? Why, why not? Why can't humans make steampunk? Because humans gnomes, did make steampunk. Why do gnomes and dwarves only make steampunk? Gnomes are different from dwarves. But they make steampunk. Gnomes do not make steampunk. They do in League of no, Legends. No, and, and no gnomes do Romeo and Juliet, the best movie to ever. Romeo oh, and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. That's the best movie. That's T- your bar. TGIF. Thank gnome. It's Friday. Oh my God. <laughs> what happened? You know when you I were, used to have good taste. When you were a child, uh-huh. I raised you on all the good stuff uh-huh. with the express no, purpose. Dwarves, no, no, no. Before punk. this, though. Before this, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I let you watch all the good stuff. And I you read forced you. me to watch I cl- Clone Wars. I, I, no, I didn't make you, you forced watch Clone me to watch Wars the, the, the prequels trilogy. Because you wanted to know. I, no, you forced us to watch those I Star Wars movies. I forced you. Yes, you did. I wanted Mom to watch came them home. with you. Mom came home to my brother and I crying, and she was like, what did you do? And he's like, oh, I showed them Star Wars, the prequels. They didn't like them. She's like, did you turn them off? And you're like, no, it's a good movie. I didn't know. No, no you're conflating. No, that's wrong. That's what she said. Wrong. Now that's you're con- no, wrong. You are conflating no, no, no. stories now. No, no, no. Because that story is the story of Zathra. That's not the story. No, it's of not the story it of is. Zathra. It is. It's the I story of Zathra. Zathra. I saw Zathra on Finally. TV. On a made-for-TV, is it a made-for-TV movie? No. I saw it on TV. No, yeah, it's you not showed a... us that. Okay, movie. stop. Wrong. You are now. You are completely. No, delusional. I'm not. You say you have a good memory. You obviously. I do are, have a good memory, but it's only drinking for like specific... a dwarf. <laughs> no. So, all right. So here's no. the Zathra story. The story no, was no, no. your mom wanted to go see one of the Harry Potter movies, and I had already seen it. I did and not. And somebody see had to take care of the babies. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You, you so did. Oh my God, Brenda, back me up on. So she's not no, here. No, she did not see she's it. She's not here. She can't back you up. <laughs> not see it on she TV. She can't back you up. What happened was mom went I to go see. No, wrong. They put it on Disney wrong. Channel. Wrong. It was not on Disney yes, Channel. Yes, it was. Lies. Yes, it no, was. No, it was not. Will you it let was... me finish this true story? It was not. A Stop. Sad, oh true my God. Story. This was like the equivalent of your uncle and the bike. Okay, this is going to be your Uncle on the Bike story, isn't it? Uncle Chris listens to this. Yeah, that's fine. He's going to be all ruffled about it. He's not going to be ruffled. It's the truth. Uh Anyway, so what happens is... Mrs. Rogers wants to go Mrs. see. Mrs. Rogers, just say mom. It's not my mom. My mom. All right, Brenda goes to see one of the Harry Potter movies, which I had already seen. I didn't want to see it again. And we had two young babies. Jack was like maybe one, and you were like three. 
Like you were, and then why the hell was I watching Zathura at three? What's a, wrong I didn't with know. You? I, I thought it was gonna What's be a wrong family with movie. You? If it's rated PG, it was like that's Jumanji not, with space. It was rated space. PG though. So Jumanji I took you to the. Jumanji isn't appropriate for babies either. Okay, well I haven't seen Jumanji in forever, and oh I don't like god. that movie anyway because oh. it has a lousy depiction of board games. Oh my god. Anyway, so I took you to go see Zathura, you and Jack. And you guys were watching, and then all of a sudden the robot came on, and you guys were terrified of the robot, and you cried, and you, you cried, and theater. I rocked you and hushed you and said, "There, there, it's okay. Daddy's here. It's safe." And we watched and the rest of the and you, going, and then and you guys worse. just kind of cry silently, cried for the rest That's of the awful. movie. <laughs> That's well, awful. what else were they supposed is a to do? Hashtag bad parenting. I had paid moments. money to see this movie. Oh my god! So we watched the movie, and then I came out, and you guys oh were still god. in tears. And your mom said, "What happened?" And I said, they were scared during the movie. And she's like, well, didn't you take them out? I'm like, no, it was a good movie. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Awful, bad, So, so for many years, you guys were traumatized terrible. by that, Zathra. And I'm proud to report that Evelyn finally faced their fears and watched Zathra. I still didn't like it. You did, too. No. You did. No. You thought it was cool. Eh, I did mean? not uh, like it. You did like it. It's got great special like it. effects. I did not and it's like cool. It. It's got lizard do, men in it and spaceships. Like? You know what I do like? What? Marina. What do you mean, Marina? I like Marina. And she, in this next scene, she's drinking beer. And she's like, guys, of course I'm getting paid. Did you like that? That, that was a good transition. Thank you. Thank You're not you. supposed to just comment no. on your transition. Sh let just keep have, going. Let, let it go. This. Well, she... Oh she, she's like, almost 50 guys, episodes and you still haven't figured this she's out like yet. guys of course i'm getting paid for your bounties they're so fucking huge of course i need some deweys and they're like what the fuck is a dewey and she's like oh you know magic coins named after the famous librarian melville dewey everybody knows who melville dewey is yeah he made the, the, founder dewey, decimal of the dewey decimal system of course um but um she says you know these little magic coins they give you just enough magic to do big spells um and you, but you gotta file a request, and then you get the little coin-shaped battery. And but she needs five Deweys in order to, you know, be paid back for like the work that she's done by bringing them back. And so they're like, "Damn, how the fuck are we gonna get these Deweys?" And then we're in awful, like eager to just go and do this. Well, push is a fun game. Why don't they just like knock her out and then just like leave? No one, no one thinks of that. No one ever thinks of that. I mean, you know. Just conquer? Yeah, just one good swift no. fist hit on... Don't you ever think about your friends that you get hit on the head? No, or? I don't think about hitting my friends on the head. Which one would have, like, no, the easiest time no. to knock the out? The softest head? Yeah, which no. in the last jaw? No, 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 no. Don't you, don't you just wish you could I just do not think about punch that. your friends No, because I don't want to punch my friends. who can take a punch and who can't? No, I don't want to punch my like friends. Like Savannah, do you think they could no, take a punch? No, I'm not going to punch Savannah. No, I'm not going to punch my friends. Oh my god. No. Uh, no. But this is where we see the part with Josh and Margot and M Monster and Fillory. And Josh is gonna um, spike the margarita and do an ambrosia rim instead of salt for Bacchus. And we have this... Again, a lot of effort just for a trap. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we get this wonderful kind of very intimidating conversation between Margot and Jennifer where... Jennifer's like, you know, I hate being alone, you know, and, and you, and, and, and Margot, she talks to Josh and she's like, you gotta like, you gotta do this thing for everyone. You know, we gotta get through this. And Josh is like, you're really good at being a good and a bad friend at the same time, you know, and the monster overhears that. And so the monster's like, you know, I hate being alone and, you know, but you understand what it's like to be a good and a bad friend. So like we could be friends it would be great. And Margo's like, no, because I'm not into, like, murdering everyone. And and the monster's like, yes, you get it. You know, we, we could be friends. And, and all, I could, all I could think of whenever I see that scene is this bit from a very Potter musical when Voldemort is talking to Quirrell and he says, you know, you'd think killing people would make, make them like you, but it doesn't. It just makes them dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think of it every time. Um, but Margo says, you know, I'm never going to be your friend um, unless you let Elliot go and give him his body back. You know, prove to me that he's still alive and then maybe we'll see about it. But the monster says no because I like the way people look at me. And of course, you guys care so much about this body. Why would I ever leave it? You know, and this is, is this great moment where like, you know, Summer is just 
ooh, acting her heart out. It's great. And, They're both doing good. And Hale is just he's so good at being evil, and I love the way the monster is, like, childlike evil. You know, there's a... There's like he's not a, malicious. It's like a corrupted innocence, right. you know? Yeah. And it's really... It's such an interesting take rather than just, like, you know, like, knows what they're doing kind of deal. Right, right. It's much better when it's like, I'm on a friend, but I murder. Oopsies. You know? Right. It's real good. Um, and then we see Josh. He comes up to the little camp where everyone's been partying, the little Bacchus party. And we see Shoshana. She'll show up later. Well, you say that five times fast. Shoshana will show up later. She'll show up later. Shoshana, okay, she'll right. show up Keep later. Keep going. Nobody wants to hear five times. <laughs> Sorry, fast. Um, but she tells Josh that Bacchus has been darker recently, um, and he goes in to go see what's up. And then we see Quentin and Julia. Julia has tracked um, the gang to Marina's apartment, so they get this wonderful reunion hug. It's so sweet. And Q's like, oh my god, Julia, nice where have you been? And she says, you know, enroll, enrolled at break bills, she says, fully aware of the irony. It's just real sweet. And then we see Katie and Penny23 and Q and Julia all gathered together. And they're like, okay, how are we going to get this magic credit card? Because they have to get this thing called a black card, which basically yep. has unlimited Another magic quest. charges. But this is a good one, so don't complain. <laughs> um... And Penny23 says, you know, in my timeline, I had a friend named Frankie, but he got killed by the monster. Uh, he got killed by the beast. But, you know, maybe he's still alive in this timeline. You know, if this Penny had his same no phone number because I knew him before the timeline. And so he calls up Frankie and, you know. In comes the best character, best character to of ever the exist. entire season. He's so great. I he love Frankie Frank so much. Frankie is awesome. Frankie is cool. Frankie, there should be a spin-off Frankie show, uh -huh. right? Uh, yeah. What if it's like Frankie and Josh? Frankie and Josh? No. Yeah. What about Frankie and Arjun? Quentin. Oh, yeah. Frank, Frankie and Penny? Yeah. I would see. It would be very good. Frankie and Penny, and they need a third person, though. Um, and it can't be Julia. Can't I mean, it can't be, be uh, Katie. No. It has um, to be someone else. It would be... It would be Q. No, not Quentin? Q. Why no, not? you need a woman to, to, oh, to balance, balance it, out. it out. Yeah. Um What if it were Alice? No, not Alice, too downer. Oh. What about not Poppy? No. Fake Poppy. Not uh uh what if it were Who? No, not the the girl sidekick from the library. <laughs> uh what if it were Harriet? No, that would actually be Harry wouldn't funny. be bad. That'd uh, be funny. Or what if it were, um, who is the other uh, female? Victoria. Character? Which one was Victoria? Traveler, remember? No, she no, got no, stuck no, in the no, mirror no. realm. They're still stuck. No. What if it was? Um, Lipson, Sunderland. Um, any kind of female character. Could have sworn there was another young female other than Fen, in the show. Like, young-ish. Oh, Frey? No, Frey would be annoying. For, no! Frey's great! The Fairy Queen. She's alive again, no, and she's queen. hanging out. No, not the Fairy Queen. That would be great, actually. No, I would not. love that. Not with that Frankie would be and, awesome. And, all right, anyway. <laughs> fake casting, it's a bust. Casting we'd have to, is we'd hard, have to, we'd have to. We'd have to uh, put out an all-call. An all-call. Yes, yes, yes. But it would be great. Um, but Frankie is Penny's friend, um, and... He uh, he shows up and he's like, okay, guys, what do you need me to do? And then we hear a little ding dong. He goes, oh, hold on a sec. And he goes and picks up some, he's won sneakers for life. And is he comes back. No, yeah. I thought he won the, the publisher's clearinghouse. No, it said sneakers for life on the check. Oh, okay. Um, and, he, and, they're, and they're all, they're always in his size. And he says, you know, I'll need 10 Deweys in so order to second. compensate. So wait a second, if they're always in his size, why does he need to win sneakers for life? It's just that he, because he has so much luck that it just automatically, he like wins every competition. I thought it was Publishers Clearinghouse because of the big check. And then no. there was a gift basket and in the gift basket yeah, the were bear, sneakers. The bear has sneakers and he got sneakers because it's sneakers uh, for life. I didn't understand that the bear was from the contest. It was. Oh, okay. um, it was in the little gift basket. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, but Frankie says, okay, I'm a master forger. All I need is like the same amount of money that uh, but like doubled that your person is getting so he's gonna get 10 deweys on top of the five that they're getting for marina and he says i'll need two minutes two philly cheesesteaks and cherry soda but not the knockoff brand right, well that i i don't 
Um, that that I agree with. But he says the you first thing... You never want the knockoff soda. He says the first thing you gotta do is get, um, one, like, I need a Dewey. In order to do any of this magic, I need to have one in order to, like, you know, make a carbon copy. And so the best way to do that is to play a game of Push. And so he's like, okay, guys, is there anyone here who's good at push? And the camera pulls into Quentin. It's so great. Okay, so hang on a second. Yes. Just for a moment, yes. bear with me. Yes. The game of push yes. is mostly stupid. Well, it's based on probability. No, it's based on war, which is a stupid game. <laughs> right? It's not a good game. War is not a good game. Uh-huh. As far as games go, it's one of the worst. Uh-huh. The only game that's maybe worse than war, Tic-Tac-Toe. <laughs> right? Tic-Tac-Toe. Or Hi-Ho the Chariot. Uh, Tic-Tac-Toe because you always lose? No, because it's solvable. Oh. You can solve Tic-Tac-Toe. Uh-huh. And but war... That's how you win. And war is just straight-up probability, uh-huh. but this is where it becomes fun. Mm-hmm. Right? So push, they're going to play some push... And they go to guy looks like Lev Grossman. <laughs> it's not Anna Raven. Well, that's that's a book reference. That is a book reference. What's the Raven's name again? I forget the name of the Raven. He's just a Raven, I think, in the books. Okay, but um, he's the one who puts together the. He's crime. the one who puts together a heist crew right. in the books. Which is wait, who and are the other characters in that? One was Stoppard, um, and there's um. One was um. Uh, what's her name from the uh, uh, Julia's um, friend? Asmodeus. Yeah, Asmodeus. Asmo. Um, there's Stoppard, and then there's um, Pushkar, who is the uh, middle-aged dude who is able to use the flying carpet. Stoppard is I the one who's good. I thought he was a kid. At, no, Stoppard I... is the kid. He's the time. He's the one who's good at time magic. Oh, and then okay. it's Quentin, and then it's Plum. Plum, right? Mm-hmm. That's, the other, one. That's okay. the other one. Yeah, the dream team. Mwah, it's a good. Kiss. It's a good bit. It's in a the nice book. callback. It's a great bit in the book, and it's a fun bit here as well. But yes, um, it is we a fun see bit. like a, a jump back and forth between Frankie explaining the rules of push and like what will happen if things go wrong, and we see um, Quentin and Penny twenty three going to where the push game is. Actually, hang on a second. So the game of push reminds me of. There's a really good book, if you like to read. If you like to read. And there's a book by, oh heck, what is the Tim something? Powers. Tim Powers is the author, and mm-hmm. it's called... Push, a game. No, no, no. It's About not magic. Called... No, stop. Will you be quiet for a second, just so I can think? <laughs> uh, it is called... Because uh... he wrote On Stranger Tides, which is a really good book, but turned into a lousy Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh, it is called, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a game about playing poker, but it's all these probability magicians that play poker. Uh, not Dead Man's Hand, Last Call, I think is what it's called. And, uh, and it is a really good book. If you like book about magicians, but not like Harry Potter, I'm going to throw a fireball magician, but like interesting, like, like the magicians, I think... I think, to be honest, I think that the magicians, the magic and the magicians, owes a lot to Tim Powers' magic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Lev has read Tim Powers. Next time you talk to him, maybe you can ask him maybe if he's familiar with Tim Powers' books. But that's what the magic and the magicians reminds me of, is the magic in these Tim Powers' books. Anyway, so last that's call. Our, that's our ad. So Tim Powers, um, there you go. Uh, his books ad. are really good if you like, uh, you know, fantasy fiction. But very, like, like... Very interesting takes on fantasy, not like elves and dwarves and any of that stuff. Well, we know dwarves are the best, so. Oh, no. Yes, dwarves no. are the best. All right. Um, so, anyway, so they go play this game of push. They go play push, and so Quentin has brought up the protection amulet to bet with, but they say, no, we need something better than that. So he bets uh, a month or it's like a year of Penny 23's abilities service. as service as a human taxi, basically, as a traveler. It's not a bad deal, actually. Yeah, but it doesn't, it's not great for him because he didn't choose that. No. Um, but basically, pe- players draw a card and they play put down two cards and whatever is higher they take until the whole deck is gone right and the point of the game is to cheat and to use probability magic and so we see this great kind of like montage of like quentin um being competent at push and playing against three different people and 
Um, you know, he's changing the cards at one point. At the very end, he changes one card to the rules of poker. That was a great, it was that great. Was a great moment. Yeah. Actually. And then, um, you know, he faces off with another guy, and he's like, oh, I'll be careful. The, after he wins, he's like, I'll be careful. Um, these things killed these Bobby. Killed Bobby Darren. Yes, these cufflinks um, killed Bobby Darren. And then Darren. he plays against the final person, which is um, the man with the crow, Raven. And then, no, the best part is where they're, they were saying, as you play push... Your probability as gets more and more crazy. Wild, it gets more wild, and there's a moment where like Quentin throws his card down and it stands on edge. Yeah, it's which, great. Which, of course, the probability of that happening is like ridiculously high. Yeah, and then so, or low or whatever. Yeah, and then so. there's another part where um in the final game his opponent like switches a card and then it's like a hundred dollar bill from Monopoly yep, that and he great. has to put it down. Um, and so Quentin, his last ditch effort, he does a huge spell where he causes a huge storm in the room and it takes out all of the ambient magic in the room. So he's like, well, I guess we got to play fair as he pulls a card out of his sock. Yep. Yeah. And good then, old cheating. Yeah. And then he wins with a card that has um, Alice as the queen, um, which is also another book reference. Why is that a reference? Because um, when Quentin plays push in the magician's land in the opening scene, he sets down the final card, and it's Alice as a queen, but he doesn't know why that happens, and that's because that's Alice as a Niffin fucking with him. Oh, okay. Um, but in this, it's just because... Well, it's just because he loves Alice. Yeah, you know, they're besties. They're best friends, and it's great. And Quentin is creepily carrying around a deck of cards that has pictures of Alice on it. Oh, it has pictures of all of his friends. Does it? Yeah, he has cards with pictures of all of his friends on them. When? Wait, when do we see those? Well, we'll see the one with Quentin on it later, and it's upsetting, but... Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Uh, All right. Stop. <laughs> Relax. Um, Breathe. But um, then the game is won, and he gets the Dewey, and so he brings it back, and now it's up to Katie and Penny23. So they are waiting outside for the second portion of their plan, where they have to get a black card in order to make a copy. This plan goes surprisingly smooth it's for this so, thing. It's so, because the guy, Frankie, is full of luck. Yep. That's why it goes smoothly. Um, that's I think that's maybe the best magician power. Yeah, it's right? awesome. I would want Frankie's magic. I would love. I would love some luck magic. Yeah, um, me too. But um, Katie's like, you know, I'm tired of being the voice of reason. Why should we trust Marina? She literally got my mom killed. And Penny Twenty Three's like, yeah, but it's like a different Marina. And she's like, really? How different is she? He's like, well, we just got to do it because this is the only way out of this in order not to get tracked by the library and by the McAllisters. And so Penny, he rolls, he, Penny 23 rolls up his sleeves as they see a woman coming out. Katie spots her and sees that the card is in her bag. So Penny 23 rolls up his sleeves and he's like, ah, yes, I am MILF, seducer supreme. Let's go. <laughs> and so he stops her in the street and he's like, oh my God, hey, wow, do I know you from somewhere? You look so familiar. All right, all right. You don't need to practice like, your MILF seducing skills. <laughs> Thank you. But all right. I anyway, he gets the card and he gets the card. They, he flirts with her. They bring he it back. They, they make counterfeit a copy of it. I thought it was very it. nice of him to return it. Yeah, it was very right? sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. Frankie says, okay, guys, we got the copy, we got the card, now it's time for the special sauce. And he's, right before he's about to explain, a pigeon flies in, and <laughs> this is my favorite part from the whole episode, it's just Quentin goes, did that bird just bring you a sandwich? Frankie goes, yeah, she did. You Why, do you want it? Quentin says, what, I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. What, what, what kind of sandwich is it? I don't know. I think it's like a Togo sub or maybe Jersey Mike's. Maybe it's a, uh, what do you say, Philly cheesesteak? Philly cheesesteak. Maybe yeah. it's a Philly cheesesteak. Maybe that's all. But, you know, I know a good Philly cheesesteak place. Uh, oh. If you're ever in Burbank. Oh, my God. Have, we, have I advertised this place before? No. Uh, it's called, what is it called? Don Cucos. No, no. What? No, not Don Cucos, although that is also in Burbank. <laughs> no, this is, um, uh, I can't think of the Philly cheesesteak place It's a now. Philly cheesesteak place. But they have place. really good onion rings. They're like maybe the best onion rings. Uh-huh. But we're you not talking like about we onion rings. We should go there and get some We're talking rings. about luck magic. Maybe because that tomorrow. Because that <laughs> is Frankie's discipline, is luck. Yes. And because of that, he's like encrusted with it, and it's just always he's coming off. And that's what it. he says. I know, it's a weird word, though. But I don't think of luck as being crusty. But all the luck has to go somewhere, and so he's going to put it in no, the bear. No, all the bad luck. All the bad luck, yes. Yeah, because if he's creating good sum, luck, yeah. if he's creating good luck, then there has to be bad luck. And yeah. so the bear... 
This this cute this bear cute with bear with sneakers gets all the bad all luck. the bad luck. And he is the bad news bear. There you go, the bad but, news bear. But um, he says, okay, one of you guys has to take it while they're doing the heist and in order for it, it to work out. Because he says, I don't, I make perfect copies, but you know, people usually make like fancy spell work. But for me, no, just luck. And so Julia offers because she's still bulletproof after you know being a god. And when she tries to pick it up. Frankie says, no, you can't do that because you're fucking with my magic. It has to be someone else. So Julia, she's like, drop it, drop that it. That was a convenient she, excuse. She throws it and it, mm, poor Quentin grabs it and he looks so sad. He looks like the bridesmaid <laughs> that catches the, 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 what's the, it called? The okay. Yes. No, he does not at yeah. all. He doesn't look happy at no, all. No, he looks unhappy about it. You know, like in those movies where oh. you don't want to catch the bouquet? Uh-huh. Like where you're the best friend of the friend uh-huh. at the wedding. And, and you're just, in love with them. And you've and just had why. an argument with somebody uh-huh. and you're like getting the bouquet and you're like, ugh, I don't want the bouquet. Well, Quentin catches the bear, so bad things are going to happen to Quentin. But yes. isn't that just... A normal episode of The Magicians. Right. And then we go to the dumb Cheerios we world. We see the Cheerio planets and Alice is breaking out of jail. She makes a little, like, poultice with the magic paint and squeezes it and squirts it into the little magic lock. And, and it, it busts the magic it lock. busts the magic lock, which is very smart and very cool. Yeah, was In fact, good. I it was pointed, actually... pointed it out right before Santa did. I was like, that was really smart. Look how she did that. And I said exactly the words that he did. Are you trying to say that you're Santa? I Yes, it's me. Well, I'm Santa Christmas, Claus. I would like the following. Yeah. Go on. You're not Santa. Uh, you would not bring it for me. I would not. You wouldn't bring what I would ask oh, for for Christmas? Oh, ye of little faith. Well, I already know because I've got my one. list. I've got my list. What's I've checked your list? it twice. I've checked it twice. I know if you're naughty or nice. And am I naughty or nice? Remains to be seen. It's what not remains Dece- to be seen? It's not December yet. That's when I make my final decisions on everything. Well, you can't wait till the last minute to buy a gift and no, not for gifts. I have them pre. Nice. I have the gifts pre. But then what if the person is naughty? And then naughty? I decide if they're good or not. If not, then I give them to someone else. Someone Boom. else. But what if it's something Reduce, like... Reduce, reuse, recycle, baby. What if it's something that is, like, special for me? Well, then sucks to suck. I turn it into coal with my magic, my Santa magic. Yeah. That's right. All right, keep going. This is already <laughs> running long. I can feel it. Um, but they go and follow the path that the cockroach made that Alice used when to she... To the chimney. Yeah, to the chimney, but there's a wall there. And Alice is like, this is crazy. This has to be an illusion. I'm going to go check. And she runs into a wall. Yeah, she tries to do a Harry Potter. It does not work it out. it does not work. And then she figures it out. It's in the middle. Wow. And so they walk through the stacks into the place where there's the books of everyone and then we see <laughs> with a big sign yeah big sign books of everyone and then we see bacchus and josh and ba- bacchus is like yo josh are you okay Your hey i have a question all fucked up actually i have a question for you yes in the books for everyone is it people that are alive or is it everybody including dead people it's people that are alive because the dead person books are in the dead person library so presumably that library is much bigger than the everyone alive yeah although the everyone alive book library didn't look very big yeah well that's because of limited shooting space they could have found a bigger library could have found a bigger library that is true but instead we see bacchus and josh and josh has poisoned his drink and they're talking and Bacchus is like you know you're a real bestie this is you're the best you're the best man best I love friends you don't so poison much. each other best friends don't poison each other and I know you would never poison me it's great and you know I came here because I had to hide out from this crazy god and you know a fr- uh, he said a, a cock master a friend of mine once said you know once you've had quantity all that's left is strange and boy are these people fucking strange <laughs> <laughs> Which is on par with Josh, because in the books he does fuck a banshee. Josh should have said, well, I did have sex with a werewolf. He did have sex with a werewolf and also orgy with a centaur. That's true. He could have said that. He right? could have said he that. He could have said, I was um, with a centaur. But Bacchus is like, Josh, you're special to me. And you know, you lived this whole other life, because they're talking about how Josh was Isaac for, you know, multiple months. And um, he's like, this is to you, to Josh, not Isaac, to you. And your life and us being friends. And then Josh is like, don't drink the drink. I peed in it. 
it's fine. And then he runs away. He slaps it out of Bacchus's hand. Josh, come on, man. Well, you know. Stick to the plan. Well, he didn't use his, it's his friend, you know. They've known each other for a while. It's sad. But Josh has known the other friends longer. Yeah. Well, no, actually. He knows Bacchus longer than them. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Since when? Because he went to break bills before everyone else. So presumably he knew Bacchus before those I thought he knew Bacchus when he went off and partied. Yeah, and he does that all the time. And he did that before he got lost in Fillory. Mm, Yeah. But then we see Penny23 and Katie, and they've come to the final step of their heist plan, and they're in the worst fucking, the ugliest fucking disguises. Katie is in a shitty blonde wig, and Penny23 has a little Mario mustache No, 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 no. So we've identified, no, it's not Mario. No, you identified. Yes, I identified, because I am awesome. Uh, yes, so we stopped the, the, we had to stop the film, the movie, whatever, Dad's the TV show. Google happy. And then we Googled, and it turns out, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure this is the case. Uh-huh. We should verify it somehow, but Penny is wearing the disguise from a video game called Gabriel Knight, and it is, in video game history, the worst puzzle ever created for an adventure game. And it's a, a puzzle in which you have to make a mustache and get a red hat to uh, get past a guard. But the problem is, the puzzle is about getting... The hair that you get is from the back of a cat. And you use tape in order to get the cat hair to make a mustache. And then in the picture, in the in the game, of the person that he's trying to imitate, that person doesn't even have a mustache. Listen, we it's all terrible. Make Look it up, it's terrible. If you look at this... If you look at this episode and you look at Gabriel Knight, uh, that is the you'll notice that he is disguised. He has it has to be that. I am convinced that that's homage to uh-huh. to that horrible video game. Well, I believe you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for believing in me. <laughs> You're welcome. I always believe in you. All right. Yeah, but we see a smash cut back and forth of. Penny 23 and Katie on their heist mission and Quentin having the worst day of his life. Cutting his finger. Well, first what happens is they come into it. They come into the um, bank and, you know, the first thing that happens is that a man approaches Penny 23 and he says, oh my God, have you ever considered modeling? You're so gorgeous. And Quentin tries to drink some, he tries to have some soup and his spoon falls into the bowl. And then, you know, they're like, damn, the line's super long. How are we ever going to get in there? And then someone's like, oh my God, guys, there's free ice cream outside. And everyone runs out and then uh quentin gets burned by soup and then cut by a paper towel you can get cut by a paper towel yeah yeah but he's like how does that even happen it can happen and then um they get inside and they're like um we'd like to take out um you know 15 to like 20 deweys because they decide while they're going up that they're going to take more yeah why not and katie's like you know i don't know man it'll We'll give more bad luck to Quentin. And then he's like, ah, but we, we should get him anyway because we need him. <laughs> and so, you know, the lady processes the stuff and it's all good. She sends it off to upper management in order to get it approved. And so Quentin gets choked by a snake that comes out of the toilet. Yes. <laughs> it's awful. So then he's Quentin accidentally sets down the bear. He does because his phone starts ringing because he has a voicemail from his mom. And Which... he... Throughout, in the beginning of the episode, it's shown they go on their phones, and Quentin's like, you know, I can't reach, I haven't called my dad recently, I tried to call him from Brian's phone, but I couldn't, because it was a, you know, unknown number, and he hasn't been answering any of my phone calls, and I just want to make sure he's okay. So he's finally getting message, maybe it's about his dad, so he puts down the bear, and then that's when the paper comes back, and they're like, oh, your transaction has been flagged, so we're gonna have to have upper management come in. And And it's like, get the bear, get the bear! Get the bear, get the bear! But um, the person that comes in to check on Katie and Penny 23 is Gavin the Traveler. That's right. I remembered his name. His name is Gavin. Um, But fortunately, he's got contact He's got contacts in because Quentin takes the bear again and immediately his contacts just like fuck up and then they get worse. And so finally he's just like, screw it, you're approved. Yep. And um, Quentin almost gets crushed by a lamp. Yes. And then they return triumphant. And they give uh, Frankie his money, and he's like, okay, guys, you should probably destroy that bear, because it's still, the magic is still working right now, and it's really bad if you keep it around. And Katie's like, I've got this. And so she goes off, and she turns the bear into a fake Dewey. 
and then she... Well, we don't see that. Well, we don't see her turning it in, but it's implied, you know. She's turning into something. Turning into something. And then we see Josh and Margot, and Josh comes up to Margot, and she's like, did you do it? And he's like, uh, I mean, no. And she's like, Margot says, you know, you've got to take one for the fucking team and just do this. Like, this is the only way we're going to get Ellie back. You've got to just, like, pull through and murder your friend. And, um... So Josh goes back. Josh goes back. and Well, well, what happens is Margot threatens him, and she says, you know, if you don't, I'm going to take the rest of this ambrosia, and I'm going to poison everyone here, and they're all going to die. So it's either everyone, or it's just Bacchus. And so Josh goes off, and he, without a choice, you know, he doesn't have a choice, and so he's like, here's your drink again, dude. And Bacchus is like, hey, man, you know, you're a good guy. You're my best friend. I love you so much. And he takes a little drink. And he gets roofied, and it sucks. And so um, then the monster has him. Well, then we see Santa and Alice. Oh, right. They've gotten into the um, office, and um, apparently, uh, well, apparently the books on Alice and the whole questers have been removed uh, from circulation. Of course they have. And so, you know, Alice is still like, Nick, you can still escape. And he's like, oh, I want to take you with you. And Alice says, no, I have to go get those books. And, he, and you know, he says, hey, you know, Alice, you're still on my nice list. And he touches his nose and yeah, he flies he up the chimney. But A, he doesn't put his finger alongside of his nose. That is true. Nose. He does squish he, it, which he is kind of weird. His nose, which is weird. And then secondly, we never get to see him get sucked up the chimney. Like, we do not. Like in the Santa Claus. This, this isn't the Santa Claus. He's but not Tim Allen. You'd think that they'd have morphing effect to make Santa go it's up the chimney. It's too much money. Yeah, they already spent all that. Well, they spent all that money on, on the flying the Santa flying sleigh. sleigh. Yeah. Yay, Santa gets away. Santa gets away to give presents another day. That's right. Um, and then we see Jennifer and Bacchus. And Bacchus is laid out. He can't move like his limbs or anything. And Jennifer's like, you took something from me long ago. And you locked me in a cage. And I want it back. And Bacchus is like, you know, I know what you are. And I know what you did. Um, you know, that's the reason why you got locked away with all your other fucking weird siblings is because of the terrible things you did. And the monster's like, well, I ate my siblings, so, you know, what about that? What about all the other monsters? And he's like, you have to give it back to me, the thing that you stole. And Bacchus says, you know, I can't. And it turns out that the thing is a part of Bacchus. And so, um, the monster reaches up with his knife and stabs him and reaches inside and pulls out his little god bean. Not little. It's, thing's a, it's giant. a big old it's like god the size bean. Of a football. It's a big old god bean, and uh, Bacchus dies. Very sad. Well, yeah. And Margot says, and Josh is like, "Oh my god, what the fuck did the monster just like pull out of Bacchus?" And Margot says, "You know, whatever it is, it it's making my fairy eye feel like I'm staring at the sun." Um, and then we see Marina. You know, Katie gives her her stuff. And she's like, there you go, they're real Deweys, go on your way. And we see Marina looks at the little coin, and there's a little bear on the coin. Oh, is there? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, and then um, Marina gets stopped by someone, and that's kind of the cutoff there. And Katie is, like, smirking as she's walking away. And a woman comes up to her and says, hey, you want you want some free puppies? <laughs> then go to a good home. Um, and... Um, you know, everyone comes back to the apartment and they're like, hey, is this a really good place to, like, meet up here? Julia's got a puppy. In Marina's apartment and Katie has a or puppy. Katie has a puppy. And yeah. Katie's like, oh, it's not Marina's apartment now. It's mine. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Um, and so then we see the very last scene is of Quentin and Julia sitting together. And she's like, you know, the bad luck's gone. Um, you could check the voicemail out. It's as safe as it's ever going to be. And Quentin says, you know, Brian, the other person he lived as, his dad died when he was very he was a very young kid so his whole life was kind of full of like no sharp edges and it was just very simple and he's like what have we done now that we've gotten our identities back and we've gotten magic back like we we've pe- we've paid a hell of a fucking price to get this stuff back but like what did we get in return and magic is back but not in the way we wanted and it's just everything is kind of terrible and sad and you can kind of see like already you kind of see Quentin has resigned himself to like how terrible everything is. This is this is this is where it's like things that are bad. The the bad signs in Quentin watch part 1. This is this is not even the first time really, but this is like one of the tells. This is the beginning of, of the end. The beginning of the end and it really sucks and you'll see from then on his slow descent into kind of depression and desolation and it sucks a lot um very masterfully played by jason ralph but boy does it hurt to watch um but you know julia says 
you know, for almost everyone, you know, the world is a little bit brighter, even if they don't know why. That's why it was worth it. And, you know, she said, I would do it again in a heartbeat. And then she looks at, she looks at Q and she says, oh, but you wouldn't. Um, and, um, she's like, he's like, hey, will you just like sit with me while I listen to this voicemail? And he listens to the voicemail and that is where the episode ends. Yep. Yeah. Very poignant. Very poignant. And it's very upsetting to see Quentin's whole emotional journey throughout the season. It's very sad and bad and it sucks and it will continue to suck. There, there. It's such is life. All right. So that in mind. What do you rate this what episode? I rate? It's a five out of five god beans for me, man. I love this episode so much. It's so fucking funny. The bird line gets me every time. <laughs> and I just love, like, the heist of it all. The push scene is my favorite. I love how, like, competent Quentin is in that. That's, like, when he's, like, at his most competent the whole season. And it's just so good because there's a lot of like nods to the original books in this which is really great and i love frankie he's so funny and you know i just think it's a good episode and i love marina and i love margo and i love how you know emotional margo is in this episode and how she's just like no, no compromises i'm gonna get elliot back and i have to do what i have to do and i like josh in this episode too you know it's i like seeing the kind of struggle he's going through with this like um, moral dilemma of having to kill his friend in order to save another friend and it's just it's a good episode all right what would you rate this hmm well i think you bring up some very good points and i think that there's some great uh new characters and there's a lot of funniness and a lot of good magic in it so i will also give it a five god beans out of five we love those little jelly beans. No, it's, it's all mostly Frankie. Mostly Frankie? Yeah. Frankie um, is awesome. Yeah. I wanted to see more Frankie. Are we going to see more Frankie? episode? No. Never? Ever? Mm, not that I recall. Oh, I'm that's sorry. so sad. Yeah. But he's been on other things, right? He looks familiar. Um, I don't know what he's been on, but I know that Shoshana was on um, WandaVision. Oh, who was Shoshana? She's just like one of the town residents. Oh, okay. But I recognized her right away when we watched it, and I was like, <gasps> there she is. There's Shoshana. My nad. All right, so uh, ratings have done. What's going on in the world of the magicians? So right now Fandom. you can pre-order tickets to um, The Great Filter, which is the play that Trevor Einhorn and Jason Ralph are doing. Um, their show is finally coming out. The trailer got released today as of when we are recording this. I was really hoping it was going to be funny. It is very sad looking. There's a gun in space. I laughed really hard because I thought it was going to be funny and instead it was like super dramatic. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to it. It looks really cool and I love stage theater and I love one acts. So I'm really looking forward to it. I already have a ticket. So I'm, right. I'm going to be watching it. Humble brag. Humble brag. It was like $14. Humble, humble brag. Oh, okay. But um, the other thing that is happening currently in the Magicians fandom is that there is a charity drive going on. So right now, the Philanthropy Bitches charity drive for the Covenant House Fund is currently going on. Um, as of now, I think that most... So we have uh, three things that are currently being put up for um sale we have um fillery pins of ember and umber and of white spire most of them are gone now i think um there's also the philanthropy bitches uh, magician's fan book which is up on gum road if you get that um you make a minimum donation of 15 dollars, you'll get a 48 page pdf with 12 artists and authors they're all really good um, and you also get a link if you want to make a two-print physical copy of the book as well. And we also have an auction going on with memory bears with that are made of fabric from the show. Um, and if you enter, are they bad luck bears? They are not bad luck bears. They are good luck bears. Um, and if you um, buy a pin. Um, you can enter a raffle to win that auction and the um auction for the bears and for the and to get the um fan book is going on all for the rest of july and of august um so far we have raised um two thousand five hundred dollars which is really cool um i'm very excited to donate everything when it's done um it'll be great 
Um, but yeah, those are some things you can get. Um, just go to philanthropies at Twitter, um, and you can go and see if you maybe snatch a pin or, you know, get some uh, cool art in a fan book and, uh, get uh, maybe a bear made of fabric from the magicians. With no bad luck. With no bad luck whatsoever. All right. Well, if people want to find, uh, us... Or you online, where can they find you? You can send us an email at fillerianfather at gmail.com. You can tweet us at fillerianfather on Twitter, or you can go on TikTok and fillerianfather. Um, you can find me at wow underscore underscore then on Twitter, at fishyduaros on Instagram and Patreon, also under the name Evelyn Rogers, and I have a website, evelynleerogers.com. Please come and commission me. I, I don't bite. And where can people find you? Uh, online. Okay, just online? Just online, you know. Yeah. On a line. Hanging around. On the telephone line. Uh-huh, surfing the web. Yeah, no, not surfing, boogie boarding. Boogie boarding the web. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, you can find me at Mighty Bed Bug at Twitter, and you can find me at Mighty Bed Bug on Instagram. Yeah. And that's it. That's it? Yep. Well, and hey. you can look at pictures of, of things. Of things? Yeah, I don't know. What I, I don't remember the last thing I posted. Bedbug, probably. No, probably Disneyland. Okay, well that's true. You did go to Disneyland. I did go to Disneyland. Yes, if you're in, if you're ever in Anaheim, California, I highly recommend you going to Disneyland. Uh-huh. It is a little place. It's relatively new. Uh-huh. It's only uh, seventy or so, almost eighty years old. Uh-huh. And it just celebrated a birthday. Uh-huh. Happy birthday, Disneyland. Uh-huh. All right. And with that, I think we're done. Hey, yeah. We next did it. episode. Is, is another episode. Hooray! No spoilers. Yeah. All right. Anyway. And thank you for listening. Yeah, we liked having you to listen. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on Philly and, and Father. Father. Yay! You did it.